0: And welcome to the Life in the Fasting Lane podcast. We are here every single week to educate you, challenge you, and encourage you along your journey of intermittent fasting, keto, low carb, whatever is helping you get to your health and hotness. So you can check us out at fastinglane.com and on Twitter and Instagram at Fasting Lane. Our guest this week is pretty darn cool. Her name is Jen Fish, and she is a best selling cookbook author which I'd love for her to teach me how to be a bestseller, who just released her newest book, Keto in an Instant, this last January. Jen, thanks so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to talk with you.
0: (laughs) Me too. So Jen, we have the same publisher, HarperCollins. We're both gorgeous, blonde women who are brilliant (laughs) and have daughters. You have one child,
1: right? I do. I have one 15-year-old daughter.
0: Okay, I have one 13-year-old daughter. I've seen pictures oh. of your daughter. She's tall and gorgeous. Same Very situation tall. with mine. Taller than me and gorgeous.
1: Uh, um yeah. yeah,
0: so I've been stalking you a little bit. And I'll just tell you guys, Jen is like super great at finding ways to make food that is easy, delicious, healthy for people that suck at cooking, that would be me. Um, And so she's done a lot of things with her own body and she shares them in, in both her books and her blog, Keto in the City. So I, I'm betting a lot of you know her from Keto in the City. So I'm just going to show you guys, for those of you who are watching this on video, if Jen is okay with this, I'm just going to pressure her because I haven't asked her yet. I have an extra copy. Jen, can I give this away? Yeah, I would love that. Yeah? Okay, yeah. cool. We're going to give this away on fastinglane.com. We're going to promote it all over the place. And Jen said, we can give it away. It's called Keto in an Instant by Jen Fish. And you can get it like pretty much everywhere. And she is the best-selling author of the Easy Five Ingredient Ketogenic Diet Cookbook. Jen, like I'm super full of myself and think I'm amazing, but I would never have the guts to write a cookbook. Well, a, I can't cook. So that could be it. <laughs> but, but like what gave you the guts to write a cookbook first of all?
1: Well, it was definitely not something that I set out to do or planned to do. It was kind of like an accidental, like, wonderful surprise. So basically, it started with the Instagram, which was an anonymous page for a very long time because I just, like, wanted something separate from my friends and family um, to kind of, like, journey into this new way of eating. I wanted to share food pictures but not be that, like, annoying friend who just posted her meals all the time. And so... Mm. I just started something separate. Um, I didn't let my friends and family follow me um, (laughs) for like a long time. And then um, soon enough, it got annoying to like write recipes with my thumbs and captions. So I started a blog. And then like a year after that, a woman called me and I thought she was asking me to review cookbooks like that they had created. And I was like, wait, what are you asking me to do? And she's like, I'm asking you to write a cookbook. And I was like, What? Me? So I, um, I'm pretty much somebody who says yes to everything. Like I do a lot of different things at a time. I think you're the same way. Like I like to kind of stay busy and whatnot. So I figured even if my mom and my friends were like the only people who ever bought it, at least like when I was old, I could be like, I wrote a cookbook at one point. So I said, yes. And that was the five ingredient book. Um, and what was that? That was like, Mm, two years ago. Okay. That it came out. So about two 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 and a half years ago that I wrote it. Um, And so that was really good timing just in terms of like keto had just started kind of getting popular and there weren't, when I first started keto four years ago, there were a few books, not a lot. I mean, now there's tons, but there weren't a lot then, but they seemed kind of foreign to me. Like they had a lot of steps and ingredients, mm. a lot of stuff I had never heard of. like silly yeah. posk or whatever that I just wasn't really interested in like figuring out how to use. So yeah. I just wanted to like, keep it simple. And I figured there was other people like me who just cause you go keto doesn't mean you're automatically like this five-star chef and you just want like easy, quick ways to like eat keto and not have to eat out all the time. So. That's okay.
0: That's pretty awesome. I am inherently lazy Um, and like things to be simple and understandable. Um, and so I'll, I'll just show you here is my copy that you guys cannot have. Um, (laughs) so I had never had an instant pot until I got this book from Jen fish. And I'm like, I have friends that have it are like, Oh my gosh, I love my instant pot. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, it just sounds silly. So I had a, a slow cooker. I had whatever. So I got an instant pot from Amazon because of Jen's book. And I love it. Well, let me be clear. My husband does most of the cooking. So like, I, I'm, I'm really lucky. He loves it. And I say, I pick out the recipes and sometimes I shop, he usually shops. Um, and then he makes them. I'll tell you some of my favorites if that's okay.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Um, the spinach and mozzarella stuffed meatballs. Love those. I did put extra cheese in those. I want you to know. Um, we're super excited to try the matcha coconut custard. We haven't tried that yet. Oh, yeah.
1: My daughter's a one, big matcha fan lately, so that one was My great. daughter, too.
0: <laughs> oh, what is the deal with matcha? Why do teenage girls love matcha? I don't get think there's it. so many
1: pretty, like, green tea lattes and whatever yes. online that they're just into it. I don't know. Yes, they love
0: <laughs> it. Okay, and my favorite one, which we have made, like, five times, is the Italian shredded beef. Oh, good. That good. is page 182, <laughs> and we have that, like, once a week now. So,
1: well, the pot is perfect for lazy cooking, because you basically just throw it in there. And, and then you don't again.
0: have to do it in the morning like you had to with the slow cooker, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the nice part. When I first got my Instant Pot, I was a little intimidated as well because I was like, well, I like to like stir things and like really you know, adjust seasoning and whatever. But once I got the hang of it and got used to it, now I really like it because yeah, you don't have to plan in the morning, you can like do it at night and just get it
0: done. So, so yeah, like I said, I don't really do the cooking. My husband does, but like, I feel less guilty when he can do it in an hour instead of doing it, like taking a long time and then he likes it. So I I highly recommend this book. It's called keto in an instant. You can get it anywhere. It's by Jen fish, check it out. And even people who aren't that great at cooks can, can do it. So Jen, Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about your story. Like why did you get into keto in the first place and how long were you doing keto personally?
1: Sure. So i've had two autoimmune disorders psoriatic arthritis and psoriasis for about 20 years um and i got them when i was 19. i woke up one day and i couldn't move any joints in my body um and before that i had been a soccer player and i was super active and then all of a sudden i just like couldn't so Um, Ever since then, I've been on like crazy medications, like biologics and whatnot to control, because I have pretty um, serious versions of them that destroy the joints. So I've been on a lot of medications, and I really thought for a long time that medications were the only thing that could help me. Um, Then I started just experimenting at one point during my treatments where nothing was working. I went to an acupuncture doctor when I lived in Denver. He happened to be an MD, but he's the one, acupuncture did not help me, but Mm. uh, his advice of you need to cut sugar out of your diet was the first time that I had heard anybody say anything to me about how my diet might play a role in this whole autoimmune thing. And that was probably eight to 10 years into my autoimmune journey. So that was interesting to me. That was during the Atkins kind of craze. So I did Atkins, Um, I found it to be helpful. I did it for a while, a couple of years. Um, the only thing was that I was always hungry. Like I could eat like so much food. I would eat like three pieces of chicken, three pieces of salmon, like all the protein in the world, and I just like never was full. So yeah. um, that got annoying after a while. Um, kind of fell back on the carb wagon, but I fell on the gluten free carb wagon. Okay. And then eventually I started reading because gluten-free was helping me. And I started reading some more. And that's where I found this word keto. And I was like, what is that? I've never heard of that. This is about four years ago. And um, and then I was like, so it's basically kind of like Atkins, but with more fat and less protein. And maybe the fat would help me not feel like a crazy, hungry animal all the time. Yes. (laughs) And so I read a couple books and then I kind of jumped into it. And so I've been doing it ever since. Um, I've found it pretty, I've found it easy to sustain. I've found that the added fat piece and that I've tweaked a lot during my four years of experimentation, like what exactly that means and how much I need. Um, but I found that that helps me a lot and I've been kind of on this journey ever since.
0: I love that. And I've looked at your Instagram keto in the city, correct? and your site, and I've seen some of the pictures of your psoriasis, and I've seen some of your story, and you guys should check it out. It's really interesting. And I like how pretty
1: people. It's not. No,
0: it's not. But like, I I I like how you share it because I think so many people always assume we're all trying to lose weight or do these things for the same reason, and it's important for people to tell their stories of how they struggle with health or how they struggle with their body image or what their struggles are, so others can see how they might relate and information that they might try. And, and my story is very similar of, of 24 years of obesity and doctors never once saying, what if you ate less often? Like not one time, you know, like you went those eight to 10 years and then somebody was like, well, how about this might be affected by eating less sugar? And you hadn't heard that before. Yeah. And there's so many judgments about people who deal with weight issues or deal with what health issues where people are like, well, why don't you just do X? And I think it frustrates me so much that people don't understand as many doctors, as we see, as many nutritionists, as we see, a lot of times we don't get the right information until much longer after experiencing these things. And it sounds like that was your story. And as soon as you got the information, you're like, let me, let me try this. Totally.
1: And I'll say that every, you know, I don't live in Denver anymore. So I never, I haven't seen that doctor ever again. I wish I could remember his name, but um, but no doctors that I've seen since, they listen to me when I tell them that I think food is helping me, but they yeah. like, well, I guess if it's working, like they don't believe it, you know? So yes. it's still something that I feel like, thankfully, he mentioned it. Thankfully, I kept doing my own like kind of biohacking and tweaking and whatever. But otherwise, you know, I still have autoimmune disorders, but I think I would be way worse off if I hadn't found this way. Of Living so I'm grateful for that.
0: So you've seen improvements of your health Have you been able to cut down on some of your medications as well?
1: No, I think that's the hard part Um, And a lot of people ask me that and a lot of people tell me stories that they have been able to which I think is awesome unfortunately no matter I've always I mean basically ever since I was diagnosed is when all the biologics first were introduced so I guess in that way I had good timing of getting uh this disorder (laughs) but uh, um because i've been on like the strongest drugs ever since the beginning unfortunately even with that i have a lot of um joint deformities happening so i'm not able and i'm not willing i guess to experiment um what that looks like if i stop them yeah um my skin's one thing i mean that is kind of like a super it's not I mean it's painful but it's more of a superficial thing the actual damage to my joints is something that I'm just like I have a lot of stuff I need to accomplish in life and I need my body to work so Um, So in that way, I haven't been able to cut back on medications, but I do feel like it's something that I can control, which I feel good about. Um, It's something that when the medications wear off, which they do because they go through cycles, Mm -hmm. um, I've found myself to be in a better place during those periods where I'm experimenting and trying to find the next thing that works than I was before. So I think that is something that's powerful. And I just feel at least better that I'm doing whatever I can on my end to try to complement my medications.
0: Heck yeah. And, and you have to find your own way. And like you said, it's great that other people can get off medications, but like only we live in our own dang body. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying about the psoriasis. Like, it's just about like, it's not that painful, but it's like how it looks, but like, especially I think as a woman, we want to look, good. And it feels nice to look good. And it's interesting to me as I've been through this process, hearing so many women like discount the fact that they want to look their best and and being like, Oh, I'm so vain or whatever. And I just think it's absolute crap. Like it's okay to want to feel pretty. It's okay to want to feel healthy. And, and I don't, I don't know, like, what's your opinion on that? Like how, how has it affected your life to, to have to deal with it at least less?
1: It's definitely something that until you go through it, like you don't really realize how it feels like when I have it on my body i'm pretty, I'm good at covering it, right? Like I find new ways to like dress and whatever. but when I had it on my face or when I have it really bad on my scalp and I feel like people will notice it or whatever, yeah um, it's hard because even people who don't mean like ill like children <laughs> who like, sure. point at you or like say things or whatever like it's really hard to take and when mine was really bad and some of those pictures are on my blog like people would always ask me if I had been burnt in a fire or like they just start like all these conversations with me like and I thought it was really crazy how they felt like they had the right to even come up to me and start a conversation based on like something that was clearly wrong with me yeah yeah (laughs) it was really weird so um as somebody who hadn't really had those issues all for most of my life and then having this like very visible problem that was a really weird place and i definitely realized how much we take for granted where we can just throw on whatever we want and not worry about like if our arms or legs are covered in psoriasis or whatever it might be. And some people are, I will say stronger than I am. Like I am a person who covers it up um, in terms of clothing and some people will just go out and rock it. And I see people sometimes that I'm like, Oh, wow. I don't think I'll ever be like that. Like I, um, always think about it. And, and so I still haven't gotten to that place where I feel like I'm completely comfortable with it. I'm comfortable sharing that I have it, but in my day-to-day life, I definitely like cover it up.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I find you inspirational. If you, if you look at it on Instagram and you look at her, um, blog, Keto in the city, you have some pictures that, that show the situation and you're talking about it. And you're in a different spot than, than other people are that maybe they go out and they feel fine with it. But like you're putting it out there to discuss how people feel and how you look has an effect on people's confidence, has an effect on their happiness. It's, it's a real wellness issue in people's mind. And I just, I don't know, I, I find it really inspirational that you talk about it because so many people are quiet about it and they don't have somebody to look up to and they don't have somebody to go, you know, I have that situation too and I can relate to this and here's some success she's having and I might try that. So I, I think it was, it, it I haven't had that particular issue, um, but it just seemed really healthy to me the way that you're talking about it openly and processing your feelings and supporting other people and doing it their own way too.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's been great like to get it. messages from other people and um, people obviously looking for help. There's a lot of people out there um with so many different issues i think that's the really cool part about the keto community yeah. um, on instagram in particular is just like seeing all the different reasons that people are looking for answers whether it's pcos or whether it's weight loss or whether it's autoimmune stuff or whatever there's tons of people who are finding whether it's keto or not what they eat having a beneficial or what they don't eat or when they eat or when they don't eat or whatever, having a beneficial effect on their health, which is great.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we have this great cookbook and you make it really easy. Talk to us a little bit about how you handle when you go out to eat. Like, what do you order? What do you teach people if they if they can't, if they're, you know, they've eaten your recipes for five days and they're like, all right, I'm going out now. Yeah. What do you suggest people do? How, what are some tips that people can do a really good job at restaurants to eat keto?
1: That's one of my best, my favorite things to share. Cause I do, I like to cook, but I eat out a lot. Like I'm always right. on the go and whatnot. So I post a lot of restaurant foods. If you live in LA, lucky you, because you can go eat at those same places. Um, But the great thing is that keto at its core is super simple. So if you stick to like a steak or a bunless burger or any kind of protein, um, fish, whatever, and vegetables, and you know, they cook it in some butter or some fat or some oil or whatever, which they do anyway, then you're good to go. So, um, and then the even better part is that now I feel like chain restaurants are like now in the keto groove. So they have like a keto bowl at Chipotle. They have cheese shell tacos at Rubio's. They have keto tacos at El Pollo Loco now. Like they have so many things that you can eat. My favorite still being the protein style burger at in and out because I'm a California girl. But, uh, but there's so many ways that you can do it. Um, I have... There's only a couple kinds of restaurants that I feel like I somewhat avoid because I feel like there's not a ton of options or I might be tempted, which is Indian restaurants. (laughs) I avoid those just because I don't feel like I know what I can eat and that bread is like too hard to pass up.
0: That naan kills me. Can't do it, it's so good.
1: (laughs) Um, But my daughter and my favorite food is both sushi. So sushi or poke, we do all the time, that's super easy. Um, so I think it's pretty simple once you get the hang of it, once you start asking the right questions, if there's a sauce or something like that, that you, um, aren't sure about, like ask questions, but at least where I live and where I seem to go, people are super accommodating. And now once you order in a certain way, they will be like, Oh, are you keto or whatever? Now that yeah. it's becoming more known, um, I think they're pretty used to it. So I actually was in Phoenix, not that long ago. And there's a restaurant um, that had an entire keto menu. It was like Mm. a breakfast restaurant with like all these crazy pancakes and they made an entire menu that was all keto friendly. And I was like, this is the first time I've seen like a whole menu. So that was exciting and I feel like it's just like getting better and better and easier and easier. But yeah, I post tons of eating out pics on my Instagram.
0: All right. I'm going to look at those tips and and put those into play. I I mean, I think it's pretty easy too. Get a big piece of meat and some kind of healthy fat and some kind of green vegetable. I mean,
1: it's
0: not that it's not that complicated. Get some ribs. Say no sauce. Yes, yes, absolutely. And dip them in butter if they're dry. Dip your ribs in butter. Yeah, <laughs> really. I love what I love, Jen, is like going out to a restaurant in a really tight dress and then eating a giant steak with butter on it, Just looking at people in a sexy way. It really works for me. I
1: like that. I'm going to do
0: that. <laughs> please, please do that. Okay. So your daughter's 15. Yes. Um, I, my daughter's 13 and I went from this world of having her eat poorly. Cause I just freaking didn't know better yeah. to showing her how it changed and then like requesting she do some things. But my husband was really like, just, just let her get there. And, and she did. She really did. She, um, struggled a lot with her health uh upper respiratory issues um asthma issues allergy issues um getting sick all the time she still gets sick but not as much and she also lost some weight wasn't trying to but did when she cut out some sugar not all let's not be crazy (laughs) Um, but we just don't keep sugar in the house we just don't anymore because i'm i have no willpower to not eat it. So um right. I will eat it. I will Main. like mainline <laughs> sugar. Like it's happening. Um so I just don't. And so tell me like about your daughter. Did she struggle with health issues? How did did you say, let's try this together? Like how did you do that with, with your daughter? What does she like to eat?
1: Yeah, so similar, I think kind of similar our house is keto friendly food. Um, it's just the two of us and Um, even when she has friends over and they like bring in like Cheetos or whatever, I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly why we don't have any of this stuff at my house. Cause now I'm just like walking through the kitchen, looking at it like 10 times tonight. Um, so everything here is keto friendly. Um, and so whenever I cook, she eats my food. Um, whenever she's with her friends, I don't even know what she eats and I don't even try to control what she eats. Um, I make her healthy breakfast, I send her with lunch most days, and then from there, whatever she decides to order, she orders and she eats, but I think she's learned a lot just about like, and she's an athlete, Um, she's never had, hopefully this continues the case, she's never really had any um, illnesses or anything like that, so she doesn't have any issues that way so far. Um, but she's an athlete, so she needs to fuel her body differently than I do, who sits at a computer like 18 hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> so, I get it. Um, so uh, she's super active, um, and she's six foot one, and she's just like always on the go. So, But yeah, I think she really loves all the food that I make in the cookbooks. So I test on her first, um, and especially since she's not like 100% keto taste buds, which I feel like I no longer know what they really taste like because yeah. really have these like keto taste buds she's kind of my good like if she still likes it then I'm like okay if non-keto people like it or somewhat keto people like it and I like it then it must be a good recipe so she's kind of like the best taste tester in that Results. Yeah,
0: because 13, 15 year olds are freaking brutal. And they'll totally. be like, let me give you the that. tea. This is <laughs> terrible. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I get that. Okay. And she's one. My daughter is 13 and 5'9". And oh, at first yeah. didn't like getting tall and now starting to like it. I'm just always like. Every inch you grow means you get to eat more hamburgers. Like, <laughs> right. what are you fussing about? It's amazing.
1: Yeah, that's funny. Oh. Yeah, I'm five eight and a half. So I thought I was tall, but when she was 12, she passed me up and I was like, what is happening? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I don't know if she'll keep growing, but for now, she plays volleyball, so it comes in very helpful. So
0: that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> All right, so. You, you had your first cookbook. Tell me what it was. Do you feel like superior now that you're a bestseller? Tell me what that's going to feel like. Give me the scoop. No,
1: honestly, no, I don't know. I think it was like, I mean, I'm so grateful for it and that it did so well. I think um, the timing was great. I think I was right. People don't like complicated recipes. <laughs> People want easy stuff. Yeah. Um, the Five Ingredient book in particular, I mean, it's, it's like as easy as it gets. Um, some yeah. people be like, wait, this is seven ingredients. I'm like, yeah, because it says salt and pepper.
0: Like, oh, that doesn't, doesn't count. Come on. <laughs> Get with it.
1: Um, but yeah, so I am very surprised. Like I said, I thought my mom and my friends would buy it. <laughs> I was super excited. I uh, didn't know much about the whole process. And it's just been like a really cool ride because I am a creative director in my real life so I work in an ad agency and um, the keto stuff was always like started as this anonymous page then I had a book and I was like oh my gosh I guess I need to add my name to my Instagram and then it was just kind of like snowballed and um, it's another creative outlet for me. Um, I work on clients all day like not on my own stuff and so it's been really fun to just kind of be able to channel that creativity into something else and for me that's been cooking and for me that's been trying to just like problem solve of well i liked these flavors when i ate carbs so how can i still eat them and uh, like a new way and just kind of like twist those recipes around and play around so it's been fun for me and mostly just like a i'm just excited and grateful and happy that people are finding it something they like, people are finding it to be helpful for whatever their goals are, Um, and that they keep using the books, and that's the most important part is that, you know, they buy it and use it, versus, you know, a collection of cookbooks is great, but using them and finding things that you want to eat every day is even better, so.
0: Well, I'm using the the heck out of mine. That's why you saw like the mark that everybody in the family has their <laughs> things in it. And I'm going to be giving away a copy of, not the one that's marked up, The Keto <laughs> in the City at FastingLane.com. Jen, since we're recording you, I'm going to put you under the gun. Okay. This is my new book coming yeah. out April 7th, Life right. in the Fasting Lane. And I was hoping maybe you would give away a copy if I sang Yeah, you. I would love to. Okay, cool. I'm so I excited. to that. Jen's going to help me be a bestseller like she is so I can be cool. Um, and so this book, my journey started with low carb and then moved on to combining it with intermittent fasting. Tell me about your experience with fasting. Do you add any fasting in or not so much? What's what's your, your jam on fasting?
1: I do. So I've done intermittent fasting ever, about a month into my keto journey. So I lived really close to the Bulletproof coffee shop in Santa Monica when I first started. Um, Really close. I was there like every day and um, (laughs) I kind of got into the Bulletproof intermittent fasting. And so um, I would go there in the morning, I would get that coffee and then I wouldn't eat until whenever lunchtime was. So since I was at work, I was finding that I'd be like, oh, it's noon, it's lunchtime or whatever. And then once I started thinking more about what I was doing, I'm like, wait, but I'm not actually hungry yet. So maybe 12 isn't lunchtime and maybe I could like push this further or whatever. And so I've done intermittent fasting for the bulk of my keto journey. There's been times like a year ago, for whatever reason, I started getting hungry in the morning and wanting food. And so I started eating again in the morning and now I'm back on the intermittent fasting. I've done. Only one long-term fast, which was three days, which was a bone broth fast. Um, It was going to be one day, and then I felt good, and I was like, "I'll do two days." Then I felt good, and I was like, "Oh, I'll do the third day." So, um, so yeah, I think it's great. I really like it. It's obviously super convenient to not have to think about food, which I love. um, Because, like you, well, now I work from home most days, but when I was at the office, it was such a pain to like you know, I try to get as much done as possible and like to try to figure out what am I get. I'm never going to be somebody who packs a lunch. That's just not me. So I'm like, what am I going to eat every day? It was nice to kind of like not worry about that and not feel hungry all the time. Like I used to. So for me, that coffee with a little fat in the morning kind of was my key to intermittent fasting, but I love it.
0: Me too, man. I, I, for me, low carb combined with intermittent fasting is like, it's the first time in my life I've been able to maintain a weight loss and not want to eat everything, every moment of every day, like yeah. ever. So it's, it's been incredible. Jen, thank you so much for spending time with me. Can you please tell people where they can find your books and where they can find more about you?
1: Sure. So all my books are up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those, you know, regular bookstores. So you can check them out there. KetoInTheCity.com is my website, so everything's on there too. If you're looking for links, and then at KetoInTheCity underscore is my Instagram. So yeah, I'm it's so great to talk to you today. I'm excited to read your book. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited to send it to you, and thank you so much. We're gonna be giving away a copy of Jen's book. So check out Fasting Lane. You can find us at Twitter and Instagram at Fasting Lane and check us out at FastingLane.com. So until next time guys, to your health and hotness.